I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Q&A, our regular podcast offering from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Jha, the editor, views of the newspaper. There has been a lot happening in eastern Ladakh. The India-China standoff at the line of actual control continues. We have seen both events as well as statements from top Indian decision makers. There have also been talks between India and China at the defense minister level and there are talks scheduled at the foreign minister level. All of this now gives us a sense of the situation as well as of India's broad approach to dealing with the China challenge. In this edition of Q&A, that is what I'd like to unpack. To begin with, what is it that has happened in recent weeks which point to the seriousness of the situation? At the end of August, India made certain tactical military advances. It preempted what could have been additional Chinese aggression and incursions. It has also occupied strategic positions, particularly on the southern banks of Pangong Saw, the territory where China on the northern banks has intruded into what India considers its own territory. There have also been statements. The chief of defence staff, Bipin Rawat, first indicated that the military option was on the table. He has subsequently pointed to the possibility of a coordinated action at both the line of actual control and the line of control, which means a coordinated action between Pakistan and China against India, while reiterating that India is perfectly capable of taking this on. The army chief, M.M. Naravne, has said that the situation at the LEC is tense and delicate. External Affairs Minister S. Shankar has talked about finding a resolution to the issue in the domain of diplomacy. Foreign Secretary Harsh Shringla has called the situation unprecedented. All of this, the signals, the events, the statements, point to a certain direction in Indian policy. What, therefore, is India's reading of the situation? I'd like to categorize this into four different elements. The first is that across the Indian establishment, across the political, military and diplomatic establishment, there is a clear recognition that China has intruded into Indian territory, that China is the aggressor and the onus lies on China to disengage, de-escalate. India, there is this clarity, will resist the incursion at all costs. Second, in India, there is a sense that China's aggression is not just India-specific. China has been engaging in unilateral, aggressive, coercive behavior across geopolitical theaters. This is because China feels that the world, as it confronts the pandemic, 
which incidentally started in China. And as the US is distracted from polarizing domestic election, this China feels is the best moment to engage in this kind of behavior to change the rules of the international order. The logical corollary of this is that when the geopolitical situation changes, when international opinion builds, Beijing could well be forced to review its approach. The third element of India's broad reading of the situation is that China will be India's greatest strategic adversary, competitor, rival. This is now a recognition that permeates both the system as well as the street. India will have to build its capabilities to take on China and to bridge the asymmetry of power that exists between the two countries. Because the recognition of the long-term challenge is coupled with the recognition of the asymmetry of power balance. The fourth element of India's reading is that in the immediate context, countering China will require a host of strategies. It will require military mobilization to send a signal of strength. It will require economic measures to inflict costs on China and to tell China that, look, the entire relationship could be in jeopardy if it doesn't reform its behavior. It will involve diplomacy, effective diplomacy and building international partnerships to put pressure on China. And it will involve diplomatic dialogue because it's important to talk to China, to understand why China is behaving the way it is and to find a mutually acceptable solution. In the backdrop of the events that I spoke about at the end of August, the statements made by the chief of defense staff, the army chief, the external affairs minister and the foreign secretary, and in the backdrop of this broad reading that India has of the situation, what is it that India has done? One, with its actions at the end of August, India has sent a strong military message of determination to China. This can potentially enhance Indian leverage in diplomatic talks. Two, India has continued to ban Chinese apps and send clear signals that Huawei could well write off its prospects for 5G trials in the Indian market. Three, India has reiterated its commitment to the Quad, the partnership with the United States, Japan, Australia. And four, with the defense ministers meeting in Moscow on Friday and with the external affairs minister S. Jashankar confirming that he would meet the Chinese foreign minister next week in Moscow, the option of talks remains on the table. All of this actually points to a simple thing. India is sending a signal to China. You created this problem, resolve it. And if you don't resolve it, be ready for a drastic deterioration of ties with India. The ball is entirely in China's court. It can either rescue the relationship or it can ruin it. The consequences will be long term. The consequences will rattle not only Asia, but the global geopolitical order. This brings us to the end of this edition of Q&A. If you have questions for us, if there are issues you would like us to engage with, please do write to us at podcasts at hindustantimes.com. For those of you who are on social media, we are on social media too, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HD Smartcasts. Till next week, stay safe.
Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.